Hi there, and a very warm welcome to episode 10 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. Well, we've made it to episode 10, which feels like a bit of a milestone. This week's episode is called A Thousand Words. It's taken from a song lyric by David Gates. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint Hugh? I'm guessing Hugh was a friend of David's whom he was very fond of but just couldn't capture in oils. Anyway, I'm going to talk about my struggle with sketching, cartooning and keeping my practice going and relate this to how we develop skills in the workplace. This week I'm going to use myself as an example. You'll not be surprised by this if you listen to other episodes. The reason I do this is not because I'm an egomaniac or narcissist. It's because I'm the best expert at being me. And you're the best expert at being you. I can't tell you what to do, but I can speak from my own experience, which may or may not chime with yours. Also, I don't need ethical approval to experiment on myself. The last episode was all about noticing the cave dweller. Chris said, What to do when our fears and anxious thoughts try to stop us from doing what we would like to? So much help packed into just over ten minutes. Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. I really, really appreciate your kind words and all the support you give me in sharing my podcast. By the way, while I remember, I'm a bit gormless about all the technology and stuff surrounding podcasts, but I've just realised that I've got seven five-star ratings on iTunes, which is fantastic. Thank you so much for all of those of you rated the podcast. And I've also got two comments, one from Chris, who said, building into a really helpful and good series of insightful and helpful podcasts. While based on work environments, the practices, examples and suggestions are applicable to all of life. Just the right length and well-structured. Keep them coming, Ross. And another from Mick Tom Robb, who said, just listen to number seven and we'll definitely catch up with the others. Essential listening and good, straightforward information. Thanks very much, Mick Tom Rob, and thanks to all of you again who've taken the time to review on iTunes. It really helps publicise the podcast and helps other people to find it as well. Teresa said on Twitter when she was sharing episode 9, Our minds can often be the first to put us off doing stuff we might actually enjoy. Ross gives a great summary of why this might be. Thanks very much, Teresa. I do appreciate you sharing. And those reviews set me thinking, P-Supers. P-Supers, yeah, for that is what someone described themselves as the other day. And I think it might catch on. The fans of this podcast could be called P-Supers. I can see t-shirts, concession stands, tote bags. But before I get carried away, a P-Super called Nancy, who I mentioned in the last episode, has already pointed out that as a retired person, she applies the learning from the podcast to her family unit. Well, here's a thing. This podcast is directed towards the workplace, but... I reckon sometimes it's easier for us to try stuff and build skills in another environment first, such as at home or in our leisure time. So I'll be bearing that in mind from now on, and you might want to give stuff a go in a different environment before you give it a go at work. So let's get down to the problem. My sketching and cartooning has really tailed off over the last few months. It still happens occasionally, but I've become less and less drawn towards using pen and paper or digitally drawing. Now, I'm someone with a fair amount of behavioural science at my fingertips, so let's explore what's going on here. Let's start with a question for myself. What's important to me about sketching? Why does it matter to me? 
Okay, so I like the freedom of sketching and the way an idea or concept can be represented by a simple form. I use my sketches in my coaching and my training. I also like the way that cartoonists and illustrators think. There is a particular way of approaching an issue or a topic, getting a different perspective, which I enjoy enormously. And why does it matter to me? It matters to me because I like the way it helps me think. I like also like that other people sometimes like my sketches. And it also gives me energy. So let's look at what my mind's saying about sketching and cartooning. You might be familiar with my dramatic mind as in my head of drama. But my mind is also quite the critic. You're no artist. You're kidding yourself, man. A kid could do better. People might think you're delusional or a show-off. You can't paint like the pros. And I can't draw what I want to draw. It's not working. So you see what my mind's doing there? Really, really critical. And not surprising if that's showing up for me and sort of dominating my thoughts that I don't pick up a pencil. Now, from previous episodes, you'll know why the mind produces content like this. Not always helpful, huh? Yesterday, I was watching a Netflix documentary in the series Abstract, The Art of Design, about a really superb illustrator called Christoph Niemann. He's an absolute legend. I'll put the link to his website and Instagram in the episode notes over on rossmackintosh.co.uk. He's the guy who's done numerous covers for The New Yorker, advertising campaigns, and I just love the way he thinks and represents things. And during this documentary, he was talking about the creative process. And this quote really, really struck me. He said, It's not about waiting for hours for this moment where inspiration strikes. It's just about showing up and getting started. And then something amazing happens or it doesn't happen. All that matters is that you enable the chance for something to happen. And you have to draw and do and make decisions and hope for the best. I'm absolutely blown away by that quote. And I'm taking it as my inspiration for this week. Often we look at other people with great talent and don't appreciate the hours of toil and persistence that have gone into the development of that skill. This is true of many areas of life like sport, music and art. So what could I do to get me back into sketching and cartooning? A sketch a day comes to mind. Feels like a good way to start. It feels achievable. It's a fairly small step. But if I can put pen to paper, either literally or digitally, once a day over the next 30 days, it will be taking me towards something that matters and developing my skill a bit further. As Christoph said... What that matters is that you enable the chance for something to happen. To keep me on track with my commitment, I'll also post my sketch each day on Twitter and Instagram, starting today. By focusing on why sketching and cartooning are important to me and why they matter to me, I can make these a more prominent guide to my actions and behaviour. That unhelpful content will keep showing up, and I'm willing to experience it as I move towards my 30-day goal, with dedication and persistence. So what's the key takeaway? You'll notice I haven't mentioned work once. So what's this got to do with work? Question for you, is there anything at work that you've stopped doing or has declined that matters to you? Why not have a go at using these questions and note your responses? So thinking about something you've stopped doing or you wish you did more of at work. Question one is, what's important to me about X or Y? Why does it matter to me? And question two is, what's my mind saying about X or Y? Maybe just note down that content of the mind. See what it looks like out there on the page. 
If you can keep a focus on what's important to you about the activity, maybe write it on a card you can carry around with you, then perhaps you can take some small steps towards what matters. When you notice your mind producing content that isn't helpful, you can perhaps give it a nickname. Judge Judy, is that you again? Just notice that. See if you can continue to make small steps towards what matters whilst experiencing these thoughts. And as a final bit of inspiration, I'm going to finish with another quote, this time from Tim Galway, from his book The Inner Game of Tennis. And he said, When we plant a rose seed in the earth, we notice that it is small, but we do not criticise it as rootless and stemless. We treat it as a seed, giving it the water and nourishment required of a seed. When it first shoots up out of the earth, we don't condemn it as immature and underdeveloped, nor do we criticise the buds for not being open when they appear. We stand in wonder at the process taking place and give the plant the care it needs at each stage of its development. The rose is a rose from the time it is a seed to the time it dies. Within it, at all times, it contains its whole potential. It seems to be constantly in the process of change, Yet at each state, at each moment, it is perfectly all right as it is. And I'm just going to leave you to reflect on that quote. I think it's brilliant. So that's about it for now. You can get in touch at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com, on Twitter at Ross McCoach, on Instagram at people.soup. And if you do feel like reviewing on iTunes, it's a great way to help get the podcast noticed and shared with more people. So I'd be very grateful. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Andy Glenn for the incidental music as ever. And by the way, I know that I butchered the song lyric and it wasn't really about Hugh. I hope you all have a great week and look forward to speaking again soon. Cheerio for now. Bye bye.